Hi, everyone. Just to let you know, this podcast is sponsored by River. Securely buy Bitcoin, purchase mining rigs, and even access the Lightning Network at river.com. To get started, use the link in the show notes to get up to $10,000 in bonuses on River. Or you can go to partner.river.com backslash podcast. And we thank you, River. There's a big error in saying grandma has the right to be protected because she does. That's not a right. That's a request. And then that person can either comply or not comply. There's a critical error in saying grandma has the right to be protected because it's simply a false statement. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, the podcast where we question everything, but mainly, why Bitcoin? I'm your host. My name is Jeff, joined here today by my rambunctious co-host, Doug. Doug, how you doing? Hello. Yes. How are you? <laughs> Excellent. Excited to get into this one. We are joined by fellow Bitcoiner, sworn enemy, Hey, Hakey, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, we're living the dream and we're building the future out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> there, you, there you go. See, we will agree on some things, I think, and I think we will disagree on some things, uh, but we'll see how it goes. If this is your first time listening, we talk about financial stuff and things, but you shouldn't listen to us. Do your own research. Uh, you should also buy as much Bitcoin as you can before the end of the world. All right, man. There's lots I want to chat with you about, Hakey. So... Let's just roll right into it. I think um, the most most important question for any Bitcoiner is just: uh, Could you give us a little rundown of how you came to be a Bitcoiner? What your Bitcoin story is? Maybe the the first time you saw it, and uh, where you stand now. And oh, and also, do you consider yourself a Bitcoin maximalist? All right. Well, uh, to answer the second question right off the top, yeah, I'm a Bitcoin maximalist. And um, for the first question, like if you want the long answer, the long answer really is that um, back in about 2007 or so, I um, I was in school and they wouldn't let us use uh, internet or Wi-Fi in school because uh, for whatever reason, we were there for just a short term and uh, we couldn't get it. So I started cracking Wi-Fi passwords, which was a pretty simple thing to do until WPA came along and all of a sudden you needed a graphics card to uh, crack Wi-Fi passwords. And then one day in about 2011 or 12 or so, I was researching, well, what can you do with GPUs? Then I discovered Bitcoin. And um, then I, that's where I've been ever since. Interesting. So it just came from, you, you jumped right into to mining Bitcoin in 2012-ish era. And then you just figured, hey, this is a good thing. And you've just been mining ever since? Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Like, um, I discovered Bitcoin, actually, to be honest, uh, 2011, uh, December 31st. And um, January 1st, I went and bought some uh, new graphics cards, actually, and began mining then and been doing so ever since pretty well. Right on. So then how did, 
if if you started way back then, how did you not get? And if it was pretty much strictly just for using graphics cards, were you not intrigued by all the other all the other cryptos that came out to mine some of those, or how did you come to the conclusion that Bitcoin was the only one that you wanted to to mine? Well, at the time, Bitcoin was the only currency there was, right? Like the other currencies didn't really start popping up until after the big uh, bull runs of like Mount Gox, you know, 2013, 2014. And by then I was just like, well, most of these look like shit anyway. Like uh, they just didn't look like they were for me. So I just stuck with the one and only, you know? Interesting. <laughs> just just quick decisions. It seems like you were that that that's similar to where I came from, honestly, it was just like, do I need this shit? Not really. I, I looked into them a little bit and yeah, I came to the conclusion that you can just stick with Bitcoin and you'll be fine. It's just uh, way back in 2012. I'm surprised that you came to that conclusion so quickly. That's very, that's... well, you know, the, some of the first coins that uh, were coming out were like um, merge mined with Bitcoin, you know, like there was a peer coin and a few others and I dabbled in them a bit and <clears throat> Like uh, most Bitcoiners learn is that uh, these coins exist to steal your Bitcoin. And, you know, I realized that really right away that it just wasn't didn't seem worth it. You know, and not only that, like at the time when I discovered Bitcoin, I thought, you know what, maybe I'll trade. Maybe I could get good at that. And um, after a year or so of dabbling in that, I also realized, you know what, you probably can't beat the market either. You know, not without uh, an amount of effort that I just don't want to put in because I'm busy fiat mining as well, right? Absolutely. Can I can I ask what your your fiat mining job is? What were you doing back then, and are are you still doing it now? Um, same thing today. I'm a actually a master electrician today. Yep. Oh, you are okay. I, I wasn't sure if you were an actual electrician because I know you're doing a lot of work on your place, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. So the the interesting thing about you, Hakey. Um, you're pretty pronounced in being a, how do you call it? Progressive, a leftist, a leftist <laughs> progressive Bitcoiner. And, um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to understand like where you'd place yourself on a political compass. If one was in front of you and then why, why you place yourself there. And then fr from there, I'd love, I'd love to see what you think of Bitcoin going into the future, how that, uh, political, ideology would work out so where, where would you place yourself on the compass um center left for sure okay Not, uh, like uh i was kind of a little upset about the tweet earlier we're gonna have a communist on the show like <laughs> i thought that was a pretty far yeah but uh you do you all good so the, the thing is com coming from where i am dude like i'm pretty far what, what would it be right bottom which is what i think a lot of bitcoiners are because i feel yeah. like th that's the only way a bitcoin world works i just if you if you put faith in the people around you in a, in a bitcoin world that's not going to work so have you have you put in thought of what you see the future of the world being like after a bitcoin standard or do you believe that that will come to a Bitcoin standard or do you think Bitcoin will just be a fun little toy that people make money with? Like where, where do you see the future of Bitcoin going? Well, I see it going the, the way most maximalists do, to be honest, you know, it's gonna, it's the future. It's an energy credit. You know, what, uh, what is more important than, uh, measuring our energy, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the thing that I see, 
about and, and doug tell me if i'm wrong as well like trying trying to figure it out to me everybody's a communist that is an anarcho-capitalist and it really comes down to if a government is controlled to take care of the people government will inevitably um be corrupted by that power and they'll use the money that they have the, the money that they use to support the people ends up becoming printed and then just devalues the currency so yep if, if we're on a Bitcoin standard, the governments will, A, lose power because they won't be able to have the means to pay their goons, is my first thing. B, won't be able to have all these social programs because they won't have the money to fund them. Uh, debatable whether, I, I, I guess I'd be curious if you, if you think social programs are useful I'll, now. I'll give it some thought, yeah. Okay, so so where where do you stand on that? Like uh, public public schooling, public health care, so, all so these what things. I think, so what I think on that, to be honest, you know, as we know, Bitcoin is de- decentralized currency. Nobody has full control of it, and that's where I see government going as well. Is decentralized government, you know? So in that vein, for social programs and when it comes to stuff like that, I don't think Bitcoin will be something that's transacted maybe every day between people, but something that is used government-wide, you know, kind of like their funding systems they use now. And then they would use something else as almost as a stable coin compared to Bitcoin as a currency, which they would still be able to somewhat devalue, but to have at least some social, social supports. And not only that, as we know, Bitcoin is somewhat deflationary. So as you hold it, the value goes up for its history so far anyway. And part of that is going to help fund, you know, systems that can support people because they need some support. You know, not everybody can work. Not everybody can hold down a job and support themselves. Unfortunately, it's just the fact the way it is. See, I'm, I'm sympathetic to that idea of people that can't work or people that need help. But I don't see how a government will be able to uh, take care of them. I, I think it's going to come back down to what they did, I don't know, way in the past when it was just fam- like families. And maybe that's what you mean by decentralized governments, more just people taking care of their own, which I, I, I think that's a great idea. If you have somebody in your family that can't work, then it should be on you to take care of them. It, my issue comes where it's like, oh, there's a government and then also... Your idea that there'd be another government currency. I guess I could see that happening, but if you extrapolate that out, and we probably will see that happen, right? We're going to see CBDCs come in where they they have control of an, a different type of money, a different type of fiat. Yeah. But it, it will inevitably just fail again. So it, it just seems like um, defeatist thinking to believe that a government will ever be able to do this. Like I was. I wouldn't call myself a socialist, but I was more left leaning in my younger days where I was like, yeah, it'd be great if the government could take care of everybody and it's working good so far. But from what I've seen in different countries, and I'm curious if you if you've researched, I'm sure you have, but like looking into other socialist countries, what happens? It works out great for a while, right? We have healthcare that's good. We have social programs that are great. We have good parks that are taken care of. And then inevitably... Yeah. Inevitably, it just starts to crumble and fail because the money's failing, because the money's not there. I mean, for God's sakes, man, we, we have fucking uh, the CRA workers 
right now are on strike. Doug, I'm not sure if yes, you're aware sir. of this because this is a Canadian story. But the people that collect our taxes, that fi- the, the, the accountants, basically, the, the IRS agents is what they would be uh, in the States, are on strike. And these are all government workers, which are paid by government funding, which there is no government funding. And so the only way that these people are going to be able to get, quote unquote, raises is by more printed money, which means you're going to have more people doing more bullshit jobs for more fake money. Like, how do you, hi, Hakey, I'm just trying to figure out how you how, rat. How is how, that a problem for you guys? No, your your no, tax collector's not working? Isn't that yeah. the, I mean. So the the, pro, the problem, it's not a problem for me. It's great. Oh, yeah. for, it's great for me. I, I'd be happy if the, the government disbanded, if it did, if it ceased to exist. The problem is that there's going to be a bunch of these government workers that are fighting right now for raises that they're going to inevitably probably win somehow. And the government's going to say, okay, we'll give you all, you know, X amount for your wage. You, you used to make 60 grand a year. Now you make 80 grand a year. But the government, people that work for the government are funded by government money and the fucking money's not there. So it's like, poof, let's just create new money. It's all just a big farce. Like government at the federal level is a fucking joke. And Canada is going to really put that on the, on the main stage here showing like, hey, if you don't have the money to pay for shit and you can just print more money to pay for shit, we're just going to see inflation continue to just skyrocket. So I don't, I, I just, dude, I don't understand how anybody well, I agree can... with you on that point. A hundred percent. Okay. Man. There's no doubt. Yeah. Like fucking, we've seen it a million times, right? Like everywhere, right. especially Canada, the way we're fucking doing things right now, it's a goddamn freaking banana Republic, to be honest. You know, look at our housing. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. No, I agree, man. It's a race to the bottom. It... And that's why we need a deflation, a deflationary currency like Bitcoin. But I see Bitcoin as a means to an end, you know, anything that's more fairly distributed and works more fairly for the people is going to be a means to the ends where eventually we don't need money because we can all be self-sufficient and have our shit and live our lives. Yeah. That's how I feel. See, I agree. I agree with that idea. I would disagree that we'd say we don't need money. I think we're always going to need money because you're always going to life gets better. The more people you can trade with, if we're all self-sufficient, like I I agree that I think we all need our basic needs met, right? We need food, water, air, shelter. And if everybody in the world was doing that, then we'd be able to move on to a higher level of civilization where we can have nicer things. That's kind of like the fake world we're living in right now, where people's basic needs are met, but they're met because, we're eating garbage slavery yeah we're eating garbage (laughs) meat our our water is pretty shit it's all taken care of by the government and people are like well if as long as i'm fed and i have water and shelter then i can go out and i can buy uh nice tvs or i can watch you know i I, can sports all day exactly so so the key here and it's where it seems like we do stand on the same ground is that bitcoin is going to bring people back to realizing they need to be self-sufficient in those aspects of their life. And the reason is, is because the government fails. So again, I bring it back to how do you not, do you, do you not see the government? Like I said, said, decentralized government, just like we have decentralized currency, we'll have decentralized government. And you know, a lot of people are really upset with the ordinals on the blockchain 
and I agree with most of that. Ordinals are a fucking sin. But what I don't, what I think would work on blockchain is things like voting, land records, you know, birth records, death records, things like that that actually friggin' matter, you know? So why? Things that are, should be immutable. Why do you think those and, things matter? Why do you think death death records matter? Why do you think birth certificates matter? Why do you think voting matters? Well, you know what? In a country, in a society, we're going to have to vote. You know what? If you want a democratic society, because, you know, you called me, you said socialist on the show or communist on the show or whatever. I'm not, a, I'm not a communist. I believe in people should be able to vote. People should have rights to fucking say what they want. And there should be a way of doing that that can be secure and immutable, you know? I agree with So, first of all, I'm the one that called you communist, and I'll stand by that, because I think that all anybody who's, who's, uh, who believes that the government is here to help is is has missed the whole party for the last three years. Um, yeah. And uh, as far as a decentralized government, that's kind of an... A, oxymoronic term that doesn't exist government by nature is centralized so to to say that there's magically going to be something that's never existed in the history of everything i don't understand how you could come to that conclusion like explain to me how bitcoin would make government decentralized what i'm saying is each one of us could have well we do have our own wallet or wallets and we could use that for voting purposes. You know what? Government could say, we have a side chain. People are issued their own private keys and you would be able to vote on topics. And essentially there would be no government. And well then wait, what do we what, wait, 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 what, what are we voting for then? If there's no government, what what's the vote for? Give, like an example. Well, we, we could say an example would be, you know what? Or do we want an arena in Calgary? And is the government going to help pay for it? You know, shit like that. Or the Alberta referendum. Are we going to leave Canada? But who enforces that then? Well, that would be the central. There would still need to be a central authority, unfortunately, to be distributing these private keys to these people to identify them in this voting system. Right? No, but even just like, let's just take your example of a, a sports arena. Okay. How does that happen then? Like what's the, so, so we all have these decentralized keys and we're using the blockchain, which I'm not going to argue with you on that one way or the other. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't understand the necessity for it. I mean, that's, that's an Excel spreadsheet and a paper vote, but that's fine. So, so, so everybody has your decentralized keys. Everybody votes. Okay. We all want, uh, you know, 51% of us want the, the state, the sports ball stadium built. Okay. Yeah. How does that happen then? With a decentralized government. So they tally all the votes. Well, then then we would we would probably have a tax or somebody would have to pay for it, obviously. Okay. And... So then there's a centralized government that's gonna have to collect those taxes somehow. And then what happens? And then those funds would be directed to contractors and engineers okay. to build it. So you've just described exactly what happens right now. How so? Besides the voting thing. Because that's literally what happens right now. Like I live in Wisconsin. We just, we're yep. going through it right now. The, the, the city wants the, 
the state to pay for uh for the Milwaukee Brewers their their stadium. I don't know what I don't know. I don't follow it, so I don't care. Yeah, but, yeah. So okay, so there's going to be a vote, some sort of a vote, some sort of referendum or something, and then yep. it will go through most likely because Wisconsinites love their sports ball, and then they will issue a levy or a tax, and the government will collect that. Just like they did the last when they built the damn thing in the first place, like twenty years ago or whatever. Yeah. Like you, you've just described exactly what, what already occurs. So I don't. I'm not seeing a difference. I'm trying, but I'm, I'm not just seeing. saying. I'm just saying that to use the blockchain to facilitate mm-hmm. that. Whereas people won't be saying, "Oh, you know, that's a fake vote and blah blah blah." You know, shit like that. Well, it, it even it still inevitably is going to become a fake vote because whoever the centralized authority is that's putting out the survey or whatever you want to call it, the vote, whoever, whoever yeah. puts that out, people vote on it. But if, if it comes back to yes or no, the person's reading it, even if the votes are on the fucking blockchain and 75% of the people want it, and then they go to collect the money. Well, the other 25 people can just put up two middle fingers and say, fuck you. I'm not sending you my sats. That's the difference that Bitcoin creates. Whereas in, in, in government now, people don't have a choice. If something gets quote unquote passed on a vote, then the money is going to appear because they can make money out of nothing. But with Bitcoin, whether you agree or disagree with a given project that a government wants to to fund, you can just say no. Like taxes, by and large, are fucking bullshit in my opinion. Um, and if I don't want to pay for it, I don't want to pay for anything that I don't want, and I don't think I should yeah. have to. And with Bitcoin, that becomes a reality. So then the question becomes, okay, the centralized authority can issue a vote. The vote goes through and then everybody pay up your stats because we're going to build this sports stadium. And the 25% of people that don't want to give their stats away, what happens to them? Once again, government... Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the difference in this system, though. Is that, say, the 75% say they do want it. And they're the ones who have to pay. And the 25% who said they don't want it, don't have to pay. So then you don't need a vote. Then you can just, then it becomes, goes back to private, privatized funding, where if you want to build a sports stadium and you have 75 people with you that also want to build a sports stadium, fucking go ahead. The 25% isn't saying they don't want it. They're just saying they don't want to pay for it. If you have the lands and the means and the money to create a sports stadium, Who's fucking stopping you from doing that? Not the 25%, unless you're going, and this is like given that the land is not owned by the 25% or whatever, right? But but if you, if you it, it just makes more sense for everything to be privatized, in my opinion, because if you want to build, build a stadium and you have the money to build the stadium, build the fucking stadium. You don't need a government for I'm that. Not gonna, I'm not going to disagree with that. Him. How could you? Exactly. Yeah. So if you, if you have the money to do it yourself, then go fucking hard. Yeah. That, for sure. that seems like every aspect of anything that a government provides, though. Like when you when you back out a few steps, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, we want to go to a more extreme example. We want good health care. Well, can you afford good yeah. health care? Yes. Awesome. Okay. We can't afford good health care then you fucking can't have good healthcare. Like right now, it's a joke that we say we have free healthcare. We, 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 I think we all, 
Doug's not in Canada, but me and you, Haiki, um, we <laughs> yeah. can agree that oh, there's no f- oh, there's no free healthcare. It's fucking government funded with fake money, bullshit healthcare. If you go to a hospital right now, it's a fucking and joke guys, in Canada. You guys are taxed highly for that, right? Yes. Well, in Alberta, it's a little yeah. bit better. Oh, so, not free. Not free even a little bit. No. And for the record, I'm not. I am not touting America's healthcare system either. You know why? Because the government got involved and they fucked it all up. So you know, no, we we, we do have a very good medical system in terms of uh, innovation and, and all that stuff in this country. But in terms of how things are paid for, in terms of how the insurance companies work, this co- this country is garbage too. And like you guys, it's because the government got fucking involved. You but know, did, people did... were people were fine. I'm gonna. I'm not in America, obviously, but I somewhat disagree with you there just because like the insurance companies, they're all privately run, you know, they're the fucking scammers. No, no, no. Except, and, and I'll, I'll grant you, you know, a point of grace on this because they're heavily, heavily regulated in the United States. For example, if let's just say I live in Wisconsin and there's a better insurance company in Illinois. Uh, I don't know if this is still the case, but it was a few years back. I cannot go and shop and use that insurance company. I cannot travel across straight state lines. Like, so, huh. so that prevents competition. So, uh, yeah, there's there's uh, lots of things that are heavily regula- regulated in both the medical industry and the insurance industry that just fucks the end user, 100%. And it's all, it's, it's so the, the whole... Well, they're, you know, they're, they're a private company that only works as far as they're not screwed with, with the government. And that doesn't happen here. Like any, anywhere actually in the, in, in well, the world. Any, obviously any business is screwed with by the government in some fucking shape or form. There's no question about that. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, like privatizing everything, I don't believe is the answer either. Why? You know? Like schools? Should schools be private? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely not, in my opinion. So why not? Why don't you? Well, why don't hold you on. Just just so you understand, Hawkeye, uh, my kids are homeschooled. They're doing fine. So, like, I don't I don't understand that sentence. Why shouldn't they be privatized? Please yeah, explain. I'm, I'm curious what, what you think. Of... Privatized is different from homeschooled. I, I, I went to thing. a Catholic grade I'm school. I'm saying, like, a company school, you know? Like, why? that shit's insane. Why do you think that's oh. a bad idea? Because... For it's on a multitude of levels. First of all, paying to go to school, I think that should be something supported by the state, in my opinion, because it gives you a standard of education. You know, who knows what they're teaching at this school compared to that school? And you know what? It also gives kids an extra leg up in certain cases, too, right? How? So I feel, I feel like there's been many, many. Can I can kids... I ask a question? Do you have kids? No, I don't have kids. Okay, all right. It's interesting. I just just for point of reference because I I've seen a night and day difference in my children. They went to public school initially, and then when the Rona happened, everyone had to go home, and I kept them home, and they're doing way better now. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a pro- hey, I'm not going to argue with that. Right, man. right, right. I there's mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Look, but what my problem is is like I say, company schools. You know, like say. Well, what if what if that's the school of a thousand kids? Well, okay. Most colleges start off as private schools. A lot of them, you know, not all of them, obviously. But do you do you frown on do you frown on colleges being private? A lot of colleges don't end up being private or universities. A lot of them are heavily publicly funded, man. Well, most people are getting student loans from the government to go to these schools, right? Which is just more adding to the problem. These schools, 
50% of the the money these schools get is all public money. Like tuition only pays like 50%. But they're still a private entity. So they still have a private entity that that determines the curriculum and and the assistance that you were talking about before like they determine yeah, that sort that's of different though i'm i'm not going to argue against private colleges and universities that's okay. post-secondary yeah. that's adult so stuff let's you know? talk about, but, yeah. but when it comes to like first primary and secondary school i think that should be public you know just as far as curriculums go and everything like that i just don't understand just why so there's standards standards really but but we've seen examples of every private <laughs> I, I try not to be hyperbolic but pretty much every private school uh kids come out of way more advanced learn uh, having learned way more than anybody that goes through a public school and i think again it comes down to the money if you have teachers that are being paid for by the parents of the children those parents are incentivized to make sure those teachers are doing their fucking job Whereas what you end up getting in uh, in public schools is a bunch of daycare people watching kids, and most parents send their kids to these these public schools, don't know what's going on, and the the public schools are government funded once again, just like the healthcare. It all falls to shit because the money's all not. Right, all right, I don't I don't want to I don't want to beat Hawk. I don't want to beat him up because it's not fair. He doesn't have kids, so he's never really true. had to scrutinize this too much. So let's not let's not dwell on this too much here because. I, I just I, feel like it's it's not. He's, my he's... my argument there with the with the public thing though is that these schools are so underfunded that there's forty children per classroom. Yes, like that's insane. Exactly. Man. You know, and that and that's the thing is these schools are completely underfunded. Yes. You know. So again, that comes back to so, y- your idea you know, of being a. Pre- if these schools, a lot of these students, they need help. You know, there's not everybody can operate at the same level. So kids going to private schools are because they're smart kids and their parents are wealthy and they can get ahead, you know? Yes. Well, I don't know what it's like where you guys are, but I mean, the national average per student is something like $24,000 per student a year for the United States. What do you mean per cost for them to go to school? Yeah, public public schools, I'm pretty sure it's about $24,000 a year per per student. So do a classroom full of 30 kids, you're, you know... What are you at? One point two million or something? Something? It's something? No, that's too much. Sorry, hundred hundred twenty thousand. I don't know. Do the math on it. I'm the, I'm not the math guy. But that would be similar to a public school. I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, no. That's what I'm not saying. Similar. That's what I'm saying. Or a private or a private school. I'm sorry, a private school. Right. So how? I'm just I'm just saying, public schools. You know, because what would you pay for a private school per child? More. Per year, you know, that'd be ten, twenty thousand. I'm sure. Sure. And yeah. then they, they get the money directly, and yeah. then they can allocate. And that's a national that average. Like New York is something like thirty or forty per student. Like the notion that that schools are underfunded is not accurate. I'm sorry, I can't let that one go. That is, I don't know about Canada, but oh, our schools are is, no, our schools are for is, sure fucked. That that is not true. And what's what's happening in the United States is the administration levels. There's something like mm. fifteen administrators for every like ten teachers or something. So uh, it's, 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 I don't think pay. we're as bad as ca- in Canada, but you know what? Our healthcare certainly is as bad as that. There's 15 administrators per fucking doctor, nurse, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we have that issue for sure. It's bloated. But at the same time, like, I don't believe that if you can't pay for the healthcare, that you shouldn't get it, you know, because everybody has a right to live. Well, hmm. 
yes and no. I mean, yeah. you're all, we're all going to die. Uh, my problem with the healthcare issue and the argument there is that uh, once you start mandating people have to work for a certain amount of money, or then you basically have a slave. Um, so th there's no such thing as a human right that forces somebody else to fulfill that human right. That's not a human right. If I, if I have to coerce somebody to do it for me, it's not a human right. So uh, just a point of order, I suppose. That's just my argument. That's an interesting point. I've never heard it said like that before, to be honest. Uh, I mean, but I'm not... at the same time, if the technology and the workers and the resources are there, you know, I don't think it's fair not to let a person live because they couldn't pay the bill. I, 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 I don't necessarily believe that the world is fair. So it sucks. And you're right about don't that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just have no desire to let the government... Look, there are... Before the government paid for everything, we did have charities in this country. We had churches, we had, you know, YMCAs that ran on donations and helped the homeless. And uh, the problems were solved. Like the, these, these issues of, of homelessness and, and poverty, they're not new. And they did get solved at some point in the past and maybe not perfectly. But the government has done nothing ever to make things better. That, and I don't understand how as a Bitcoiner you get, you get the idea of a decentralized currency. But then you want to just turn right around and take that newfound freedom you get with the with the fixed money and then just give all of that freedom right back to the government and say, fix it. Like, what is that? That's not what I'm saying at all. All right. Well, please explain. Like I said, decentralized government where everybody chooses what they want. You That's... know, do we want to join NAFTA? Do we want to, you know, what you're just make drunk driving illegal. what you're what you're describing is more of the anarchist idea where it's just there's there's rules without rulers right it's this is what you do here that's exactly what i'm saying you know and that's why you might look on my twitter profile and you'll see defund the police and people like on the right like to get that twisted a lot i find in my opinion because they say well who's gonna do this who's gonna do that well we still obviously need fucking police at some point no doubt but what I'm saying is maybe we should have treatment for addicts. We should have, you know, help for people who need it, like the homeless and the poor, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm completely sympathetic to your ideologies, man. I, I get it. I just think that the how is the real question here. It's, it would be nice if, and I agree. it would be nice if everybody could be taken yeah. care of, if everybody that had troubles could be helped. But the reality is the way that the government's running it now is failing. And yeah. I, I don't see how that can work. So, so the question really becomes, how do we have good health care, good schooling, uh, not a million homeless people on the streets? And I think the answer, like if my personal. Does, does Bitcoin, my, my question is, does Bitcoin. Well, my, my, my answer would be make everything private and make sure everybody's taking care of themselves because in a world where you have to take care of yourself we we probably see a lot of the homeless uh issues a lot of the health health issues come because people don't take self-responsibility they don't take care of their health they don't take care of their home they don't take care of what they eat and if you're forced to do that which is what the natural 
order of life is where you're supposed to fucking be born you're in the world now fucking take care of yourself that whole idea has been stripped away from people by the government coming in and saying oh we'll take care of everybody but reality fucking hits again reality is going to hit and it's hitting right now and this is this is what frustrates me it's like people think we can go on forever being taken care of it's just not true the reality is you only have yourself to take care of and i think you Hey, I'm, I'm going to agree with you 100% there because I'm going to I tell people all the time, you have to want to help yourself. Right. You know, right. And yeah, I know you're going to agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So, no, you're, you're absolutely right at that point. You know what? Like, you can't save everybody. Obviously, people are fucking going to opt out all the time. Yes. And, and, this, and this is where Bitcoin comes into the equation is that. Even the people that were trying to be self-sufficient for the most part, that were taking care of themselves, if they wanted, if they even wanted to be able to trade with other people around them, they were forced into using government money, right? And or gold for the really fucking hardcore libertarians or or those types. But for the most part, you could be fully self-sufficient, have your own farm, your own water, your own energy, your own land. And then you want to go, I don't know, a couple hours away to go see your buddy and he's got some chickens and whatever. You have the option to either barter and say, I will give you um, five gallons of milk for 12 eggs or whatever. Or if that doesn't work, when barter fails, you have money. But the problem is, is that the money failed because the government took control of it. So this is what Bitcoin fixes. Now, everybody that is self-reliant, self-sufficient, and able to take care of themselves, and yet still want to improve their lives, have a medium medium of exchange that allows them to trade with other like-minded individuals that want to also trade with them things. That's where money becomes a factor. And in the past, in a world where government is in control of the money, in control of the food, in control of all the aspects of your life, even if you save your money to go over to whatever's, next thing you know, your money's been inflated away. Now your money's worth shit. You can't fucking buy anything. You can't trade because the money's broken. So again, it just comes back to Bitcoin enables humans to go back to a system where we can exchange with each other without the overarching uh, onlook of the government. And then you real, and then what I realized is that oh, we just don't need the fucking government at all because you can extrapolate this idea to again the ideas we had, uh, schooling, healthcare, all these things. Hey, you're a doctor. Let me give you sats to take care of my my child. Instead of hey, you're a doctor. The government's gonna fucking destroy everybody's wealth so that you can stand in a fucking hospital that doesn't work and has leaky roofs. You know, like. When the government gets involved, everything gets fucked. And I think that's where we have hospitals that leak. Everything's (laughs) (laughs) fucked. Our hospitals are shit. I actually just were, uh, hey, hey, I was just working up in Didsbury recently and I did uh, a new floor. Yeah. Oh, really? I did the the, the floor there and it's, uh, that's a pretty shoddy hospital, man. I'll tell you what, dude. I worked at the um, the newer hospital in Edmonton. Uh, what is that? The cancer clinic there, the K okay. Cancer Clinic. And in that in that mechanical room, I was installing like motor drives and stuff. And it's not a mechanical room; it's a mechanical fucking floor. It's huge. 
and I would eat off that floor in that hospital. It was the cleanest mechanical room I've ever seen in my fucking life. But then again, it was a newer hospital. It's so new. I'm a little yeah. biased. It's, th yeah. This is the thing. Everything right. is nice when it's new and shiny and it's got fresh, fresh funding from the government, right? That's, that's the Cantillion effect in a nutshell. It's, hey, there's new money. We can buy and build awesome shit. And then in a decade from now, two decades from now, that floor that you were eating off of hasn't been cleaned because nobody can afford it. And the government sends them a couple million bucks, but the couple million dollars isn't worth anything because it's, it's been inflated to shit. So yeah, we can, uh, th that's the classic issue of any socialist programs is it starts off nice and then it just disintegrates into shit. I will tell you this, like I say, uh, working at these hospitals and I was, I've been to hospitals a few times for other reasons and shit. But anyway, it's mostly temporary foreign workers working at these big hospitals here in Edmonton. You know, they're doing the laundry. They're doing all the food. They're doing all that stuff, man. There's no Canadians working at any of these jobs. Is that is that a problem? In my opinion, it kind of is. But you know what the issue is, is none of these jobs pay any real wages. So it's all temporary foreign workers taking them, right? So Yeah, because the people will work for what they think they're worth. And then you have all, all these Canadians that don't want to work for nothing. And the jobs are going to get filled. If a job needs to get filled, it's going to find its market value. If cleaning toilets yeah. is only worth $10 an hour, and somebody wants to do that for 10 bucks an hour, then they're going to do it. If it exhausts the entire population that nobody's going to clean a toilet for $10 an hour, then the i disagree okay. man because you know when you're looking at the temporary foreign worker program now you're looking at people trying to get citizenship you know they're trying to get out of whatever country they're coming from and trying and to why get do here. and why so it's just... but this is the thing why do you think they're trying to get out of their countries most of these people are leaving socialist countries or authoritarian countries or fascist countries that have been taken over by extremist governments and we're just doing the yeah, same fucking thing. Most of these, most of these, you know, most of these extremist governments were put there by the Americans anyway. You know, it's fucking sick cycle. Well, that part I probably can't disagree with you on. But uh, you know, you know who probably would clean toilets for ten bucks an hour is your your homeless population. You could probably get them started on the path. Yeah, you know what? I I would clean ten for toilets for ten bucks an hour if I could buy a car for you know a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. If I could get a house for, yeah, you know what, hundred thousand dollars, maybe it'd be worthwhile. Well, that's you can thank the government for for the inflation on that shit. That's not. Uh, yeah, that, I know. That's not I know. you know anybody's fault but the government. For the record, that that's another yeah. thing that Bitcoin fixes, right? Imagine just as I know this is going to sound a little bit wacky, but imagine working for ten sats an hour, right? Okay, I'll clean toilets for ten sats an hour. Well, what's a house cost? Well, right now it costs a million sats. I'm going to work for 10 sats an hour. Because in four years, the house is going to cost 5 million sats, or sorry, 500,000 sats. And in a decade, the house is going to cost 250,000 sats. And I've been working for 10 sats an hour, right? And so with Bitcoin, when you work on a Bitcoin standard and everything around you gets cheaper forever, then you actually have hope and you actually have drive and you actually have ambition to do something with your life. Whereas what's happening right now, the homeless people are like, yeah, I guess I could get a job for quote unquote minimum wage, 
but fucking going to McDonald's to get the cheap meal is like two hours of work. <laughs> the, the money's so broken that you're incentivized not to work because you just give up hope, right? Whereas with... with yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So I, I just think that's another thing Bitcoin fixes. I uh, Yeah, I agree, man. The Canadian dollar for sure is completely broken. And I'm sure the U.S. isn't far off. We're yeah. going to we're going to watch all of the currencies of the world fail. And with that, we're going to see all of the government funded programs fail. And with that, we're going to see all the people that rely on those government funded programs fail. And it's going to be a shit show because the fucking government got involved. So I okay, guess we've beaten we've beaten that horse to death. We got it. Okay. So, I got yeah. a question. Okay. I got an yeah. important question yeah. for, for our guest here. Okay. So I went to your I went to Let's your Twitter go. profile and I got to know, are you being yes, ironic or somehow funny when you're like masked yeah. and double vaxxed? No, that's true. <laughs> okay, but you well Why? Are you proud of that? Oh, whatever. It's just part of the anti-vax anti-people, you know? No, I don't like, know what do you mean. Because there's so many people who are anti-vax, and I just don't get it, personally. Well, have you come to the right podcast, my friend? <laughs> yeah, the, no, this is this is originally why I thought you guys called me a communist, is because the, our original discussions, <clears throat> when we talked about me coming well, on the show, for the was record, about that. That it was, was Jeff. The, Jeff, Jeff was talking to you about that. I just saw that on your 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 post. Your, well, it's not even just on a post. It's like it's your it's your tagline profile you know you're it's your your it's in your bio like so i thought yeah, I, I don't so you you still think that was a good idea were you coerced to get were you coerced into it like were you going to lose your job no no i work for myself man so you okay you but my my I, question would be given all the information that's come out yet right so a little bit about myself when when covid first happened I was like, okay, well, yeah. that kind of sucks that there's a virus. Let's see what happens. And then two weeks later, it's like, oh, it's not as bad as the government is saying. And then now we are, what are we, three years later? Turns out COVID was not nearly as deadly as they said that it was. And there's a plethora of information about masks not doing nearly the amount of um, keeping you safe as they were. Chuck, uh, was a really big word. Advertised to do. I don't even know what I said. I'm in a daze plethora. right now. You said plethora, plethora and you okay, used it right correctly. On. I'm very proud of you. Good job. Thanks, man. But but just give, given All the right. new information that's come so, out, how has your mind not changed yet? Let's let's go in. Let's go into that. So um, one thing I always tell people right off the bat is we knew what HIV was in the 1970s. We didn't know what AIDS was until the 1980s. You know. These things take a lot of time to really manifest, in my opinion. And not only that, another thing that uh, I don't know if you guys have ever studied, like uh, wildlife and population control and things like that. One thing that naturally happens in nature all the time is when one population gets large, there is always something that comes to attack it to restore its balance. That's just how nature works whether it be a virus or a predator or whatever the case may be. And as humans on this earth, with so many of us, we're literally a breeding ground for new viruses to mutate 
and discover new ways that they want to work against us. Let me pause. You know? Can I just? This is a natural. I'll, part I'll of nature. totally let you finish. I just have to ask ask the question. Where? I'm pretty well done. Where, What's going where on? Where did this virus come from? Where did this virus mm-hmm. come from? I'm kind of wondering, to be honest, because you know what? There was a lot of stuff about the Winnipeg researchers allegedly sending stuff back to China. You know, I don't know if you guys have heard of that. You probably I've have. not. That would be a joke but, thing. But uh, anyway, so there were the, some researchers from China working in Winnipeg at some lab, allegedly sending sources or whatever bacteria or viruses back to China, allegedly Wuhan. But uh, as far as where it came from, I don't know for certain. The only oh. reason I ask is because you, you made... You made the inference that humans are subject to natural occurrences like disease and whatnot. And by all yep. accounts, this came from a lab, not from nature. So I'm curious as to how that. Fit. I don't think you can say that decisively. I think we can. <laughs> I think, yes. I think uh, it originated in a region of China that definitively was working on this there's plenty of documentation fauci was you know had finally admitted to it and everything else that yes they were working on gain of function in wuhan um uh, viruses viruses and and bacteria have been engineered for a long time my my point is is you were making an argument that viruses occur because populations get too big my argument is that has nothing to do with what happened here so i don't understand why that is your logic to go get vaxxed if they introduced the virus to the population and then magically had a vaccine literally 12 months later which by the way has never occurred in the history of vaccines we've never had a vaccine ready that quickly and i don't even want to hear about trump's warp speed bullshit, red tape nonsense Okay. I no. The the fact is not the fact. My personal opinion is they had this shit ready to go. They knew exactly what they were gonna do. You look at just the number, I mean, follow the money, right? Pfizer, Moderna made billions off of one shot. Your country was one of the most egregious in terms of that because Justin Trudeau bought bought like oh, fifteen aware. times the amount of vaccines he needed for the country right so so this idea i I, so this is my thing right like you 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 know you saw it you just admitted your country bought way more vaccines than they ever needed right and i don't have a problem that you took it that that's between you and jesus i don't care that's fine my problem is is that you took it and i don't understand why you're still okay with it like if it was me I would be pissed off that my government lied to me and tricked me into taking this vaccine that nobody even understands how it works, right? Like we're still seeing things pop up and all sorts of weird shit happening with these. I'm not going to go so far as to jump down the died suddenly rabbit hole, but there's shit happening with this stuff. I would be mad if I were you. I don't understand how not only are you. I disagree that there's stuff happening because of, because of the vaccine. You know, I know a lot of people who are vaxxed. And, and I'll I'll be honest with I've you. I've never seen anybody vaccinated. I, I haven't either. My entire but I know they exist. Vaccinated. I mean, the VARES the VARES system is a real thing. But at the at the same time, I know people who exist who have died from COVID. 
my friend's family, a few of them have passed away from COVID, especially like the native people yeah. around here. Because where I'm from, like it's a lot of like aboriginals and natives and that. And there have been a few that I know have passed away. And not only that, my grandmother, she she had it, but she got better, but she ended up passing away not that fu- not that long. Was after. she treated in the hospital? So yeah, Did they she use was a in ventilator? The no, she wasn't on the ventilator hmm. at the time. She was she was she old though. It. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry for that. That sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it does. Well, it wasn't from COVID, but you know what? She died later from complications. Sure. Right. What do you do? Right. I feel. I feel like. I feel like it's anyway, such a anecdotal thing, right? Where everybody see you say you haven't known anybody that has been vaccine injured, and you do know people that have died from COVID. I'm the complete opposite. Yeah. Where I've known a few friends that their parents have died. Obviously, I guess it's. It, it's frustrating coming from this side because everybody's like, oh, you can't prove it was the vaccine that killed them, which you're right. I can't fucking prove that. But I don't I don't know anybody that died yeah. from COVID. And I do know, jeez, uh, fucking like three or four people off the top of my head that I know that have died of heart attacks um, within months after getting their vaccine. We, to me, that was, and again, anecdotal. I don't fucking know. But to yeah. me, it's like, hey, this yeah. is what happened in my life. So I'm not fucking taking that thing because it seems bullshit. And I think there's a lot of other incentives to, <laughs> that, that were in play to get people to take these shots. But yeah, it, it just comes down to the thing. The, the real question I have for you, Heiki, is you're on fucking Bitcoin Twitter. Are you are you not fed <laughs> like information about quote unquote, I'll call it anti-vax stuff. Are you not fed this information or do you mute it? Do you block it? Do you, are you open to the idea of looking into it? I read it. Okay. I read it. And you just, okay. I don't agree with okay. it, but I read it. That's fair. Uh, you, you have to, you have to come to your own conclusions, yeah. I guess. I guess we all come to our own conclusions. Time will tell. And yeah, like if I believe in vaccines though, you know, tuberculosis, smallpox, Nobody, no one, nobody you know, who gone. is an anti-vaxxer in the last th- three years disagrees with you. Nobody, like that's not a thing. Just for the record, if you if you want to call people, you want to be upset about being called a communist. I guess I'm slightly upset about being called an anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. because I'm not. Uh, I won't trust the the government or medicine ever again. They've wasted all their goodwill, hundred percent. But uh, I, I was not an anti-vaxxer. My children were all vaxxed. I was vaxxed. Um, in terms of all of those normal things, those normal processes that have been around for 50 plus years that we decided to throw out of, out the window for what arguably was a really bad cold for most people. The elderly absolutely got hammered by it. I'm not going to argue with that. Um, the young, which was the big red flag for me, the youth never had a problem with it. The young people across the world kicked COVID's ass, right? The only kids that were actually hurt were people that are, were kids that were readily or already immune compromised for whatever reason. So, and that's, and that's where I'm going to come back to you with the thing where I said earlier, where we knew what yeah. HIV was in the seventies. We didn't know what AIDS was till the eighties. You know, there's going to be long-term effect, long-term effects of all of this. Oh. Well, no I don't think you can, that. you, there's no way you can say that because if we're not allowed to say that the vaccine caused injuries because we just don't know, then five, 10 years from now, there is no scientific way that you could say 
well, this guy had a heart attack 10 years after COVID, so that was COVID that killed him. They're, they're going to try to do it. I'll give it to you. But the logic isn't there. And I, that, that, that won't, you know. I don't, and, and see, I don't think that's the things we're going to see. We're going to see people who are more immunocompromised because this virus, constant reinfection of it, is not doing your immune system. Well, how does any that favors, work? That's exactly how immune know? systems work. You get infected and you beat it. Yeah, right. that's how they work eventually but every time that happens your immune system is damaged it takes a toll on your body to do that you know you can't just keep comp keep fighting off these infections and that's when other infections come in remember during the beginning of covid where people would say it was pneumonia it's some sort of pneumonia do you remember do you remember right? the and entire that's what happens is you as you get yeah. covid and then all of a sudden it's other infections take do, place do you remember during 2020 where all of the flu disappeared across the world i mean yeah because of masks and people isolating yeah no no that's not true that's they very clearly were just counting flu cases as, as COVID. covid that's okay we're gonna move on to something else now go ahead jeff yeah no it, it's interesting it's i'll tell you what I, I usually get flu and i was good that year you know, with masks and everything. And that's why I, on my profile, it says I'm masked is because I haven't got sick for a long time. Do you think it's a good that. thing that the government tried to enforce these things for people to do, whether it be take the, take the shot and or wear the masks, or do you think it should have been a personal choice? That's not how I, illness I, works. I, you get sick and your immune system repairs your body. And that's how you don't get sick again. The fact that you haven't gotten sick, it, it weak, it you're weakening it your, immune, your immune, system. immune system. You stronger. are literally weakening your immune system. We build up. There, there's the, the healthy gut theory. That only no. works to a point. That only works to a point. When you when you have multiple damaging infections, like what? It's not like don't don't, don't you think the real question the real question like here is, does it make sense for a government to enforce? these acts for people to do whether it be wear masks or should it just be a fucking no. personal choice i think that's one thing we can all agree on if you want to wear it, a fucking 17 masks on your face i really don't give a fuck if it makes you feel good right like it doesn't bother me but where where i draw the line is the government saying you're not allowed to go into this privately owned store unless you wear a specific thing so where do you stand on that do, do you think it should be a personal choice no that's now that's where I'm going to somewhat agree with you. You know what? If you, the government shouldn't have to tell you, you have to be vaxxed. You know, I don't agree with that. You shouldn't be forced to do things like that, in my opinion. But at the same time, honestly, I'm kind of torn about it because you know what? We are essentially forced to be vaxxed when we were younger. I think we can all agree on that. We were all vaxxed yeah, earlier. I think we got to stop that so, as well. I'm kind of torn on that one, but as far as the masks go, I don't see that as a big thing. You know what? Asian countries have been doing it for a long time because they've had issues. Authoritarian with like government, that you mean? <laughs> issues with that? Oh, okay. All right. All right. No, let's. I'm, I'm let's, saying viruses. I was, I was, saying I was viruses, making a joke. So, yeah, so you don't have a problem wearing a mask. Yeah. Fine. But Jeff does. So what do you, yeah. what, what's your solution for Jeff then? my opinion would be if you know like jeff was saying if it's a private store they can choose masks no masks private store do whatever the hell you want 
But I think if you know what, it's a hospital. You probably should. What be about a mask, what about the DMV? Know? Right, Schools? like Jeff has to get he has to have a driver's license to get to work. Like that's that's a right, you know. So so should he be denied any? Most of that can be done online here in Canada now. I see. Besides a picture, okay. I think. So you're you're okay, you're okay no, with basically I can, saying I can do Jeff my car insurance and registration you're okay online. with saying Jeff, you don't get to be part of normal society because because Hawkeye wants to wear a mask. Like that that's kind of what it comes down to. I'm just saying, you know what? Maybe grandma is in there doing Maybe something. Maybe she is. You know, she has a right to be she, protected. She but if she's the one that's immunocompromised, we see this is the problem is we've never done this in society. This is the first time we've ever decided that what we're going to do to protect the 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 the, the ones that could be wounded, the elderly, the sick, what we're going to do instead of instead of putting them somewhere safe, we're going to make everybody be somewhere safe. We've never done that before. So so the argument is no, there's a major, it? there's a major problem with you. 19, 1918. I'm pretty sure a lot of people were masked then. Uh, they put, During they the Spanish put the, flu? the people who had Spanish flu, they put them into tent hospitals and wards and things like that. They didn't lock down the entire country and say, everyone stay at home and no one's allowed to do anything like that. I would I would say the difference then would be that America was much the problem, more rural. The then. problem I'm having with you your know? arguments here is that again, you're just defaulting to uh, it's for the greater good, so someone else should make the decision. There, there's a big there's a big error in saying Grandma has the right to be protected because she doesn't. Th that's not what a right is. A right, and and we actually talked about this. Was it last week or two weeks ago with Eric Case? And we talked about the Declaration of Independence and wh what rights are. If you are forcing somebody else to do something to protect yourself, that's not a right. You have the right to your life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. For fuck's sakes, you know, it, it, in the states, anyways. But if you tell somebody else what to do, that's not a right. That's a request. And then that person can either say, can either comply or not comply. There's a lot of, there's a critical error in saying grandma has the right to be protected because it's simply a false statement. And I think that's where a lot of disconnect happens with uh, vaxxers and anti-vaxxers or however you want to classify them. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Sweet. Oh, I'm going to turn sure. you into an. I'm yeah. going to bring you over to our side, man. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be screaming at the world soon enough. <laughs> no, well, I understand that's where fair. you're coming from, and that's entirely logical. Right Absolutely, but at the same time, you know, if we can eliminate these viruses, and there's an opportunity to do so, I think it should be taken. That's... You know, like if we can all get vaxxed this generation, so the next generation doesn't get tuberculosis ever and doesn't need the vax because the virus is essentially gone. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah. I, I disagree. I think people should just take care of themselves. And if you, if you want to get tuberculosis, you go get tuberculosis, but I, I, am definitely on the more extreme side. So I, I can understand that. I, I think any, any, uh, play towards the greater good towards, taking care of your, your your the other people around you i i i just think there's I, uh it comes down to everything 
It doesn't work. The The only way fucking life works is, is if you take care of yourself. My, my I do have is- a fun Bitcoin question for you if, if we want to move on from back stuff. Just, just one second. I guess my big hang up is I just can't believe society could function without some sort of mm. government in some sense, you know, is my big hang up. You know, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to the usual left wing argument. Well, who's going to build the roads? Who's going to police? You know, who's going to be the fire trucks? You know, and there's some truth to those questions is, you know, we need some sort of semblance of. I think, I th- yeah, I think the answer is, I want to be, back I want to be fair. I mean, I've, I've, I've asked that question on this show countless times over the last two years. So you're not wrong in asking those questions. There's not an illegitimate question, but that being said, uh, the amount of autonomy we have surrendered to our governments uh, is is just not acceptable. Um, and I, I yeah, I, I, I don't know, Jeff, take it from here, but I just wanted to be fair and say that I also said that. I, I think I, I just, agree, Doug. I, I've, I've, I've said, I, I just wanted to be fair and say that, you know, I, I've asked the same question, so I don't think your question is illegitimate. I just think your conclusion is not, The government always does like the governments are. Oh, I can't even. I just. No, they. Fuck I mean, a okay, lot. So a little bit of government about, lead. But but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is bridges, right. roads, blah but, blah blah, but, right? Like. But all those things existed beforehand. Historically, people have built roads and bridges. It's not out of it's not out of the realm of possibilities. What happens is is we just let the government Almost. handle it for us. And that's my argument, mostly Jeff's argument, I think, is that we need to stop letting people who live thousands of miles away who don't give a fuck about us control us because they we need some roads built. Like that that is not an like the freedoms I have to give up to to, to quote that. unquote get a road built, fuck that noise. I'll build the fucker myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't need them telling me how much taxes I got to pay, whether or not I need to take a vaccine, you know, whether or not I can have chickens in my backyard, how big my garden can be. All of this nonsense. They 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 took the inch and they've gone a mile with it. You know what I'm saying? We need to stop that. So that's that's my push. That's my. I argument. hear you. Yeah. Yeah, li- I won't little... disagree. Yeah, there has been a lot of overreach for sure in just simple things like that. But at the same time, you know, like, let's see who built the aqueducts. You know, it wasn't a private corporation. It was essentially a government-run system. And, you know, that's where it comes back to is we need things for the greater good in the end, you know. Look at the USA and their drought issues. You know, we're going to require desalination plants to begin producing their own fresh water or take it from us you know like things that happen on a large scale have typically been by the society that that all is solved by people taking care of themselves if you if you produce your own water you take care of yourself that problem is solved in the west are caused by the fact that they're not allowed to mess with the waterways they can't dam them up they can't they can't harness the water i don't even think they're allowed to catch rainwater out there so again that's yeah, there's the government like that. doing yeah. that. That's not, you know, all right. I've said my piece. I'm out. A little bit of. The government doesn't cause drugs, <laughs> but anyway. Does, the government does not cause drugs. <laughs> well, that's maybe that's another episode. I mean, another episode. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> All right, so so, so dude, you are you had for me there. You are um currently and uh sorry, this is a little bit about your personal what you're doing, so hopefully you're okay talking about it. If not, then we can edit it out. But I know we've had conversations. You're currently developing some land up north here in Alberta. Um are, is your yes, goals sir. toward that becoming fully self-sufficient? How's the process coming along? Bitcoiners are all working towards creating citadels. Is that what your goal is? Uh, yeah, it's always been my plan way before Bitcoin. So um, I was born on a farm property here, about 80 acres. And uh, so my father's owned it ever since. He has a big shop on it and he's been a mechanic his whole life. And he's getting older, so um, he ended up willing it to me. Well, not willing it, but we transferred it. And uh, I have two older sisters, and due to family issues and whatever, they don't really talk to him. So I paid them out for the properties. And um, yeah, so. So that, that's one of my questions. You now. said uh, in our messages, you said you have two sisters agreed on a price. One of them took Bitcoin, and the other one took cash. So I'm curious how that conversation went with the the sister yes, that sir. took Bitcoin. Did you? Are, are, did you talk to her about Bitcoin? Was she just a Bitcoiner uh, by herself? What, what's the uh, what was um, the connection there? So, so the sister, the sister that took Bitcoin is actually a CFA, so that's a, a chartered uh, something accountant. She went to university here for years and blah blah blah. So, she's a really well educated lady. And then my other sister, uh, she's like a psychologist or something, and she wanted the cash because she's got mortgages and blah blah blah. So, uh, but my older sister, like, well, my family's seen me do well with Bitcoin, you know, so I paid all this out with Bitcoin, with the property and started building this house and that when the bull run really happened there in 2001 or so. And, um, so they saw that and my older sister was like, yeah, you know what? We might as well try it. She's financially secure. So. Right on. That That's fair. She, she just, uh, yeah. doesn't have to worry about money as much as so she was just open to take the gamble on bitcoin as it were do you do you still think of bitcoin as a gamble or do you think of it as a sure thing then um i see fiat as the gamble absolutely you know like um as soon as i cashed out my bitcoin here to build this house i spent it as fast <laughs> I, as i, I hear could, that to be honest because uh, i knew i knew construction material was going up during covid i saw prices just fucking out of control so i uh pre-purchased as much material yeah, as i could we, uh, we went through some pretty serious construction materials shortages there for a while uh right right when you were in the height or at I, the beginning uh, of your building i guess in 2021 there interesting it were yeah like um like i say i'm an electrician and just some cable i was using the other day i was pricing it out for this job and i've had this reel of cable since before covid and uh before covid this uh this cable i paid a dollar 65 a meter for if i go buy the same cable today it's 475 a meter a, a, a meter is just a little bit shit. longer than a yard for our american friends <laughs> suck it <laughs> but uh and this is and this is just the cheapest, lowest end fucking cable you get, man. It's an, like it's, it's unreal. Um, unreal. I, yeah. I know you're developing different yeah. types of energy up there. Are you going to be fully self-sufficient on your energy too? You're completely off grid. Can you tell me a little bit? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, sir. So um, I'm going to be doing about uh, 32 kilowatts of solar panels on the roof of this home. And um, I'm going to have about, uh, I'm going to have four lithium batteries. Each one is about seven kilowatt storage. 
So I'll have about 28 kilowatt hours of storage. Which I figure if I ration power, I can last about a week or so. And if I don't ration, I can do two or three days. And then, um, yeah, I plan to be off grid. And then I've actually got a backup generator here. I bought from uh, an outfit in, uh, in the, the big city because I'm out in the country here. And this generator can actually run off of gasoline, oh, nice. propane, or natural gas. So uh, I'm okay. going to have that as backup as well. And then you, you're doing geothermal as well. What have you learned about your geothermal? <laughs> Not very Bitcoin, but I'm just curious. Okay. So I haven't gotten that running yet. So I haven't. Yeah. But uh, so what we did with that is we laid about uh, 3,000 feet of tubing in a trench out in front of my field here in my property. And then uh, what you do there is you have a heat pump inside the house. And then we've done about probably nearly 6,000 feet of tubing inside the house for all the heated floors for the basement and the main floor. And then uh, the heat pump, what it does is it takes all the heat from the ground and it compresses it because it's a reverse air conditioner, essentially, Okay, is what it does. And then so you have all these tubes below frost. So that ground is typically around you know, 50 Fahrenheit, 45 Fahrenheit, just below freezing. And then it brings that heat into this heat pump, which compresses it and takes that heat and turns it. Well, not turns it, but uh, puts it into the heating loop for the liquid in the floors in the house. So, but the interesting thing about that for every six or for every one watt of electricity you put into this heat pump, you get about six watts of heat out of it. So that's why when I was talking to you about mm -hmm. the electric floors, oh, okay. we're not going that route because, you know, that's one to one. Whereas with the heat pump, it's actually over 100% efficient because you're pulling gotcha. heat out of the ground. Very cool. So ha have you done the economic economic yeah. calculations on whether or not, <laughs> if you're ever going to see a ROI, if it would have just made more sense to just go fully... Uh, like, I don't know, man, you had to put a lot of investment into getting all those solar panels into getting, I, I, I'm happy that you have a backup gas powered generator. That's good. But will, do you think you'll ever see like a return on investment? And then furthermore on that, do you plan on mining with your energy as well? M mining Bitcoin that is, or sats? Well, I'm glad you asked. So every, uh, like I say, I have 28 kilowatt hours of storage in these batteries on a normal sunny day my neighbor i hooked him up with a big solar setup there he's on grid but uh, he has a system about half the size of mine and on a typical sunny day he gets about 120 kilowatt hours of energy out of his system so i plan to get about 200 kilowatt hours out of mine per day so obviously i can't store that so my plan is for all the excess to go to s cool. Yeah, because it wouldn't make sense to get more batteries. It just makes more sense to plug those, plug the machines in and just mine right away. That's cool, man. Very cool. How has it felt? Yeah. Has it been yeah. weird? This is kind of a strange question, but if you started mining in 2012, <laughs> has it been strange to see yep. the rewards? Everybody's... Everybody says like, oh, well, the, the reward for mining is going to go down and down and down. So that'll incentivize people to mine less. Can you just give those people an answer to you're still incentivized to mine sats, even though you're getting, if you were getting 50 per block, you know, 
a decade ago. Now you're getting soon to be 3.25 a block. Are you still incentivized to mine? I'd say so. In my opinion, the long hodl is what, you know, made it for me. You know, I would never have any of this if it wasn't for that. You know, I, I, like I said, early on, I tried trading and this and that, and I lost a bunch of coins on Mount Gox. I lost coins fucking all over, man. So, uh, I learned right away, you know what, this is fucking retarded. And what I did was I just mined for a long time. I did my fiat mining job and I would pay these thousand dollar power bills every month. I would get calls from the power company. Hey, somebody's stealing your power. And I'm like, no, it's all good. I actually had the police helicopter hovering over my freaking condo constantly because of the heat pouring out because I was running S4s and Neptune miners from KNC and, you know, I lost coins on Butterfly Labs miners and, oh, but I actually got a bunch of money back out of that, luckily. That's wild, man. Yeah, so the the long hodl is the answer. You know, there's no get rich. Agree, quick. completely Good agree. Luck with that. I think we've definitely uh, disagreed on some things, agreed yeah. on some things, maybe seen eye to eye a little bit more than we thought we would. Uh, if there's anything else you wanted to chat about that I didn't touch on, is there any other topics that we that we didn't talk about? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just uh, I just think Lightning oh, yeah. and Bitcoin is the future, you know. And um, I think. You know, we can't do without any form of government in the end, really. We're going to need something to kind of organize ourselves, you know. Is SpaceX really going to be the fucking one that takes us to the stars? Like, I love Elon Musk. We're actually chatting on Starlink Internet right now. But uh, Are you really? This whole time? done and said is just... Yeah, we're You're on Starlink. You're the best connection well, am, we've yeah. ever had mm-hmm. on Starlink. Yeah, we've had Hands a few down. people. Hands down. I'm in northern Alberta, though, so it's not congested. Yeah, that's a thing. Starlink's better if you're and, further uh, out. It's when you get closer to the cities that Starlink is kind of shittier. That's what I, I thought he wasn't putting Starlink near cities. I thought that was the whole point of the project. Well, you can, you can get, get Starlink. The boonies. You can get it anywhere now. I think you can get really? it. Really? Yeah, but it, it doesn't make oh, logical sense to get it yeah. if you're in the city because, yeah, it's just congested. So it, yeah, it works better. Yeah, like... uh. The last internet I had here was 20 years ago when we had dial-up when I was a kid. Yeah, It's crazy, man. Very crazy. <laughs> so Starlink Beautiful. is life-altering for us out here. And then I got my lightning node here, and life's good, and I can mine. And that's actually how we've been heating our campers all winter here while we build this house. Is I got S19s in my camper and my buddy's camper and hooked right. them up to thermostats. Right on, cool, dude. Good well, it's been, uh, it's been a good chat. I yeah. appreciate you. Uh, if anybody... Let the people listening know where to find you on Twitter. If there's anything you want to shill, you can feel free to shill anything. I don't know if maybe let what, what, what about your lightning note? Is that something you want people to connect to? Uh, yeah, it's having some issues right now. I'm trying to work through because um, like I say, I'm on Starlink and uh, the issues I'm running into is Starlink uses IP version six and uh, I've got another node spun up remotely and I'm just having issues connecting in, so I ain't even going to show man. that right well, now. Well, let them, know where to fo- where, let them know where to follow you on Twitter. What's your <laughs> handle? Yeah. Right uh, on, man. All right, dude. We well, appreciate the <laughs> chat. Uh, Doug, what do we do at the end? Is there any... Oh, fuck. Ads. Do you want to put the ads at the beginning? I could throw it at the beginning. That's fine. Okay, we'll do the ads at the beginning. Hey, guy. Hey, key. We appreciate you. 
Uh, Doug, you want to take us out or I take us out? I'm trying to think of. Uh, nah, you take us out this time. No. Okay, we we should say all this stuff. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, uh, best way to support us is just by sharing it with a friend. If if you have somebody that's interested in Bitcoin, maybe somebody that comes from Hakey's point of view that thinks uh, government is necessary, <laughs> then at least they know that there are other Bitcoiners like that. I when you come into the Bitcoin space, you definitely see most people. At least from my experience, most people are um, similar in their overall thoughts of the way the world works. But there are going to be all sorts of Bitcoiners out there, I think, for the foreseeable future of different ideologies. And that's fine as long as you just just do what you want and and come up come up with your own thoughts. Right. The, the main fucking problem I have Sorry to come back to this, but like the biggest problem I have is putting people in boxes. Oh, this guy is an anti-vaxxer, so he thinks A, B, C, and D. Or this guy wears a mask, so he thinks A, B, C, and D. And I think we need to get fucking absolutely rid of that idea. And we need to start having individual conversations with people one-on-one and coming ground level so that you can actually get to know somebody. I think there's a lot more benefit in having conversations like that than there is to just putting people in boxes and throwing them out in the trash. And so, Heike, I appreciate you um, agreeing to come on the show. You know what? That reminds me of something I got to shill. You know what? That reminds me of a Pennywise song. Uh... What is that? The separation of church and skate, where he says, I want conflict, I want dissent. You know what? That's what I want. Because nobody, imagine we all thought the same. What Absolutely. a fucking boring place. I have not listened be. to the song, but I will check it out. Yeah. All right. With that, um, as always, if ever you're staring at the sky, you're wondering, what is that? What's that guy doing with the mask on? Why not? Uh, instead of asking, what? Just ask. Why? <laughs> what? All right. Cut. <laughs>